Hi, my name is Sarah Jane and I'm a holistic energy practitioner. I work with women who want to find their identity and passion in life through releasing blocked emotions using my arsenal of tools and skills. In my podcast, Mama's Gone Woo Woo, I will be chatting to women all over the world who have discovered their spiritual gifts and the comical side of woo. Join me every week for an exciting insight into spirituality and reach me at www.sj-lewis.com and book a free cuppa and chat session to learn how I can help you. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to today's show. I am interviewing Corby Mitlai, who is a certified tarot master, psychic medium, teacher and ordained minister. Reading for almost 50 years, she is a full-time intuitive counsellor with clients all over the world. She's featured in the channel, she's a featured channel, should I say, in Robert Schwartz's breakthrough series on karma and pre-birth planning, your soul's plan, your soul's gift and your soul's love. She has also investigated alternative ways of teaching, counselling and healing since 1973 and in 1994, working on past life investigations proved a catalyst for her own abilities. So, Corby, welcome. Hello, and thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to be here. Fantastic. So, let's introduce you, let the audience know where you're from, and a little bit about your background and what you do now. All right. Um, I currently live in uh, Schoharie County, New York. It's about an hour west of our state capital, Albany. Um, I grew up in Philadelphia, which is of course one of our largest cities. And I now live in a county that I cheerfully refer to as 32,000 people and a bunch of cows and sheep. It's very different. Um, How I started, I call this the 30 second elevator speech. When I was nine, I read a book called The Witch Family by Eleanor Estes. And instead of thinking, ooh, that's scary, or ha, 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 I thought, and your point is, I knew there was magic in the world. I wanted to go find it. Fast forward to 1973 when I was a senior in high school, working part-time at a store called Spencer Gifts. That was the year Live and Let Die came out with Jane Seymour as Solitaire, the reader. And they had the James Bond 007 tarot deck, and I bought it. Because everybody in the States was a hippie then. We had our elephant bell bottoms and our fringe jackets and our decks. Five years later, everybody else had moved on to roller skates and disco balls. I was still reading because the cards fascinated me. So for 20 years, I read for friends, keeping my ego out of it so the readings were clear. All of a sudden in 1994, I could do hands-on healing and talk to dead people with no training. I feel that's when the universe handed me my draft notice and said, greetings, you're working for us. So I hung out my shingle part-time. 9-11, my husband and I were watching the towers burn and I turned to him and I said, I need to do this work full time. People need to know there's other work. There are other answers out there. He said, I believe in you, go do it. So for a year, I still worked 70 hours a week as an executive recruiter for engineering and manufacturing. Oh, wow. Okay. Doing this this work evenings and weekends. Once I was sure I could make a living at it, Uh I took the jump. I've never looked back. I read 1,200 people a year, and I get to get up every morning. I don't have to get up every morning. That's the real gift. Oh, that's the dream. That is the dream for me. So you had very much a corporate life, and you had this spiritual life as a, not as a hobby, but kind of in the, on the side, really. Always there. I've had a very checkered career. Actress, author, inspirational speaker, writer for a famous graphic novel series, legal assistant, video producer, the executive recruiter, I couldn't find anything that really rang my chimes, as they Mm -hmm. say, Mm -hmm. except the psychic work was always there. So when I had the opportunity to move into that full time, it was a natural progression. Wow. And this could be applicable to so many people that are living normal lives and then not entirely sure They maybe feel a sense they've got some sort of ability or they don't know what it is, but they know there's something else. So it's fascinating to hear your story and what you've done with it. What I tell people is we're all wired like the same houseplant. Mm -hmm. You can do what I do. I am not special. Completely. It's a matter of training. Example that I give, we all have 10 fingers. 
all of us can pick out chopsticks. Some of us practice and we really do our scales and we spend time and we become pretty proficient. Mm-hmm. And then one in a million is Elton John. no that is correct and I think a lot of us are conditioned very early on I I wrote about this today actually to ignore our intuition aren't we that that feeling that we have that knowing and it sounds like pretty early on you learn to to follow that and to to listen to that inner voice and to follow where you were being taken I was always a rebel Everybody else in my family is medical. My father was a cardiologist, mom was a nurse, my brother is pediatric pulmonology, world famous for cystic fibrosis and asthma. I was a theater major, I wrote. So I learned early, Mm -hmm. check in here, because this is where your answers are. Yes. And whenever I followed that, things fell out correctly. When I kept arguing with myself or felt guilty about not listening to other people, that's when everything went into the weeds. And do you think this is why lots of people have lots of stress, lots of drama, lots of issues, because we're kind of fighting against something that we're not meant to be fighting against. And it's almost like yes. always knocking on your door going, no, 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 you've got to do something mm-hmm. else. You've got to be living a different life. You've got to be following what you really want intuitively. But mm-hmm. people don't listen, do they? They don't. One of the things that I do, it's not all fortune telling (laughs) but I have um a consultation I do that's called create your sentence of passion Mm -hmm. your sentence of passion is not who you are or what you do or even how you do it it's your vapor trail and I give people two pages of homework with what look like terribly disjointed questions but everyone comes back these were really hard because I get you to go deep dish into who you are Mm. and together we give you your sentence of passion, your rallying cry for the world. And once people have that, they see what parts of their life they can dump and mm-hmm. what they want to save. Trust yourself. No one knows you better than you. I'm glad you're saying that because I think so many people turn to external validation, don't they? Through relationships, mm-hmm. through friendships, through social media. And we get so Through lost. self-help books. <laughs> it's a big industry isn't it it's, mm-hmm. uh, oh. Oh, baby. Uh, and like you say you have the answers if if you take that time out to be quiet and to listen to actually what's going on internally and follow it and don't, don't compare yourself with other people completely completely so do you think people come to this plane this earth plane um with a particular purpose a particular path or do you think it's quite open what's your views on that both Both. which is not a screwy answer um (laughs) it's like when uh people who are sure that the bible is absolutely everything they say we only come down here in one life so you can't have reincarnation i say not quite Mm -hmm. you can have both Mm -hmm. your soul comes down time and time and time again corby gets one shot. This particular recipe will never be down here again. So I love that. It's the same thing for your pre-birth plan and free will. Mm -hmm. The way I compare it is when you go to university, you have a major. Mm -hmm. Let's say you decided on history. Well, you could skate through by taking what we call gut courses, the very, very easy ones. Or you could really test yourself and do a double major plus lab. Mm Either way, you graduate with your degree. Well, your choice of degree is your pre-birth plan, what you decide you're going to come down here and learn. Whether you go gut course or double major plus lab, that's where free will comes in. You can either really listen or you can make it really tough on yourself. (laughs) Either way, the life is a success because you will bring learning back to your higher self when you transition. And that's what I understand. It is a opportunity to learn and to grow and to elevate yourself. And through the challenges that we have or this super easy life we have, whatever that is, our lives look like, there's always something to learn to yes. then move forward. So what what have you been in previous lives? Tell me, I bet I bet you have it all down. Have you got a you, No, we've had hundreds of lives. Are you kidding? Well, our, no, our, no way our, we could know all of them. No, but you must know a few. You must have had a whole range of past lives. 
Um, what I know is that this soul comes down 80% of the time, male, 20% female. Um, I do my toughest learning in the female form. Okay. Um, the, I know my two previous past lives. Uh, two lives ago, I was a pilot in World War I, German side. When people, and I know who that was, when people see a picture of me and the pilot, when we're approximately the same age, people go, oh my God, is that your grandfather? You look so much like him. Wow. After that, I came down um, as just plain Italian-American housewife in Chicago. But that was one of the reasons I did not want to have children this time. I was born without the mommy gene. But when we did the regressions, I learned that I had been sleeping with my husband's best friend, got pregnant. My husband was away all the time. And I went in to the hospital to have the child. The child was stillborn. Okay. Now, I was Italian Catholic. This was a Catholic hospital. Uh-huh. And I was very distraught. And apparently, I confessed to the nuns what had happened. The nuns were the nurses there. And they got together and they decided, well, God had taken the innocent child to his bosom. And so that was fine. But I was the sinner. So when I got sepsis, childbed fever, I was ignored and I died in horrific pain, filth and agony. Wow. So this time it was because of that horrific experience, I wanted to, the soul wanted to distance itself from that. Mm -hmm. So I came in and at age 13, I knew I was never gonna have kids, didn't Mm -hmm. want them, refused to have them. I'm now 66, Mm -hmm. long past, no regrets. I mean, and so, yeah, to be honest, these days it's acceptable or um, it's not such a big thing anymore. And I think when you understand that mm-hmm. that's not your main purpose and that you have a higher purpose to serve when you're here, it kind of takes mm-hmm. that pressure off. It's when people are in these bubbles and they feel pressured to serve and pressure to, to especially in different cultures, to reproduce. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Mm. And I came in in a very dysfunctional family. So I have spent most of my life re-raising myself. And all of the challenges I have been through and all of the learning I've done is what I share with my clients because we all pretty much have the same core difficulties. They just Mm -hmm. get dressed up differently. Mm -hmm. And if I had not done all of that work on myself, Mm -hmm. if I had been busy being mommy to somebody, I would not have gained these skills and I probably would not be doing the work I'm doing. Interesting. So do you feel you were brought into your family intentionally to help them to help you? What's your views on how families come together? Um, of course we choose. Mm-hmm. Now, with my family, my father was my best friend. He and I even shared the same birthday. In fact, for my first four years, I was convinced that I came in a box with ribbons and you couldn't tell me any different. Um, He's the only one in the family who really understood who I was inside. Mm-hmm. Um, he transitioned in 2001, but he was a wonderful cardiologist. His patients loved him. And when I do medical intuitive stuff, if there's anything cardiac, I'll feel him right behind me. And he will help me do things that I have no background in doing. Uh, one of my favorite stories, there was a woman who was a nurse at 74, was still going. She said, do me a favor, just do a check. Tell me how I'm doing. And I felt behind me and I said, I'd like to introduce you to my father, Dr. Jerome Dorkin. Uh, He was a fabulous cardiologist and he still does consults. (laughs) And so I open up and the first things out of my mouth are what's with the T waves. And remember, I know nothing about medicine, nothing. She looks at me. Her last electrocardiogram, EKG, had abnormal T waves on it. What did my father do for 30 years as director of the heart station at Cooper Hospital in Camden, New Jersey, but read EKGs? Mm -hmm. So I just look at the empty air and I say, you know, you're still a pretty darn good doctor, even if you are dead. (laughs) So that's an example. The thing that I want to stress is people often ask about who's my soulmate. And I say, you've got more than one Mm -hmm. because soulmates are our core team. Mm -hmm. My father was definitely a soulmate. Mm-hmm. Last husband, no. This one, yes. Mm-hmm. My spiritual mentor that she and I have been 
like this for 25, 30 years, so is she. Yeah. People mix it up with twin flames, Bogart and Bacall, uh, Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor, even Paramahansa Yoganata and his disciple Sri Daimata. Mm -hmm. These are people that you cannot imagine one way at the other. Those souls are really seriously connected. So when we're born into our families, it's it's something we've pre-agreed and uh, we already know them. Like you say, you could have been different relationships in different lives, but essentially yes. you are born. So, yeah, it's interesting because a bit like you, I was born into my family. And I've got no idea how I fit into them. Like I'm so different, like completely and utterly different. And it's just like, right, what am I meant to do? Like, am I meant to help them? Am I meant to guide them? Is they meant to guide me? It was just, yeah, I always try and get my head around. It's still not quite got the answer there. <laughs> we need the experiences and it could be you need the DNA. Let's look at kids who are adopted. Mm -hmm. If they wanted James and Betsy for parents, why didn't they get born to James and Betsy? Mm -hmm. Because maybe they were supposed to be a um, musical prodigy. And so their birth parents Roger and Elizabeth, one played the violin, one was uh, clarinet in an orchestra and they had a one night stand. Uh -huh. As a result, kid happens, put up for adoption. So he's adopted by the people who will give him the nurture that he needs, but he got his nature, his DNA and talent from the birth parents. I see, oh, that's an interesting way to look at that because lots of people get hung up, don't they? And it, I guess in my case, I've never, ever met my real father, literally had his, um, my mum got married, left him before I was even born. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, that part of my life, I've got no idea from a DNA point of view. But listening to that, that kind of makes sense that I wasn't meant to, he wasn't meant to be part of my life. But from a DNA mm -hmm. point of view, I was meant to have something that he had to pass on. Yes. Interesting. Oh, I like that. That's quite a good way to accept that if people are hung up on that kind of feeling like there is something they're missing in their lives mm -hmm. mm. so what else I mean you've got a whole CV here of spiritual <laughs> attributes I mean I'm quite jealous actually I mean it's phenomenal um so what do you do day to day currently currently um I work six days a week mm -hmm. I read about a thousand people a year um this is a good example of when the universe does something. It may look bad, but it's not. Um, I used to be on the road 45 weekends a year. My nickname was the Travel Channel. And then all of a sudden in July of 19, serious back injury, pinched nerve, herniated discs, agony. By the time I was better, the doctor said, your traveling days are over. You cannot spend 10 hours in the car. You cannot do the load in, the load out. So I scrambled to do all of my work online. Mm -hmm. Three months later came the big lockdown. <laughs> and we went through what I often call the year of hold my beer. <laughs> A lot of my friends, their businesses were destroyed. Mm. I did better in 2020 than I had done in 2019 because I was already set up for it. Mm -hmm. And I also realized, you know, at 66, I would rather be home with my cats on the cat tree and able to talk to you here. I mean, you can reach so, so many more people, can't you? It's just exactly, phenomenal. exactly. And a lot less overhead with all, you know, not the travel in the hotel and all of that stuff. Get sleep in your um, bed. <laughs> yes, yeah, if the cats will leave me room. Um, so yeah, it's, my life has been a lot of change. I've been through three bouts of breast cancer, two divorces, the death of three parents, two bios and a stepmother I adored. Constant, but I have learned that change can be your friend if you run toward it, not mm -hmm. away from it. And that's one of the things that I help people do. When they come to me, I don't just start blathering. That drives me crazy. I sit down and I say, what's the most important thing you wanna get out of here knowing? Because even if you book me for an hour, there's only so much I can get out. Mm -hmm. And if I spend time talking about career and your home and your finances, but what's really bugging you is your relationship with your mother-in-law, mm. then it wasn't a useful session. So what you want is you tell me what's going on. And we go from there. I also don't do yes or no questions, which that's part of what a lot of people are afraid of. It's what I call the bad gypsy stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, 
Will your business be successful? No, you have a family curse. How many in your family? Four, you have dog? Please. <laughs> you know, this is, this is where my, I love career questions. If you said you were going to open up um, an antique store, I would not flip a few cards and say, wait until October and fire the redhead. Yeah. Would be a card for you, a card for the energy around the business, a card for the brick and mortar location you were looking at, how to market it. Mm-hmm. clients, competition, staff, finances, what you need to know and best possible outcome. Now that's a deep dish reading that gives my clients so much information. They are empowered mm-hmm. to go with a rocket pack on their back and make that business wonderful. That's how I like reading. I empower, I give you the information, but I do not tell you what to do mm-hmm. because otherwise that means I'm taking your free will and putting it in my pocket. Mm. I've um, just recently picked up my tarot deck. I've had it for about two years. Got mm-hmm. it. Didn't quite. Which deck do you have? Oh, it's the the the, the one that everybody got. The universal weight one. Why? Right, rider weight. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, and then I did a, a meditation the other day, and I asked for the ability. And I'm, I'm trying to improve, or I am on this spiritual journey at the moment to improve my abilities. And part of that is to talk to guests all over the world to learn what is there to know. Um, but during this meditation, I asked for the ability to channel messages to offer support and guidance to use it as a tool. And without realizing, I, I went and found my deck and started doing some readings, and it's blown me away the power of them and how it helps my intuition. I'm not necessarily reading the cards directly as such, but they, they help. You shouldn't. No, no, no that's what I'm learning. It's, it's a, just a, a, a compass really, isn't it? How to, to pull that, uh, that thought, I guess, that, that intuition out. Yes, and um, it's really great if you learn allegory, alleg- all right? If, yes, if you can look at the card and tell the story behind it, people will be less afraid. I'm looking for some of the cards in my deck. Mine is Rider Weight based, but it is Tarot Illuminati, which came out in 2013. It's an absolutely gorgeous deck. Now, for instance, let's take a look. This is the tower card. Mm -hmm. And most people see the tower card as doom, gloom, and destruction. Mm -hmm. But the way I explain it is, think about an imploding sports stadium, Mm -hmm. okay? Manchester United wants to build a new stadium. They have to blow up the old one first. Yeah. People look at that and now they're not scared. Mm -hmm. Here's the temperance card. The angel is pouring water from cup to cup and not spilling it. One foot is on land, one foot is on water. What's the allegory? In order to maintain your emotional mastery, emotion is always water. Mm -hmm. You keep one foot in reality and one foot in where you want to go. Now, talking about you don't always say do me a favor find your three of pentacles in your deck because i want to explain to people just how this works and my deck is a little different you're going to have the absolute standard rider weight book yeah yeah right i just love that i just feel really connected to them just something when you find your right deck it's like i've I've used the tarot illuminati now since it came out it's Mm -hmm. my absolute favorite though i also use oracle cards which we'll talk about in a minute yes i've got moon cards angel cards but this at the moment just gives me so much more depth so oh that's Mm -hmm. four thank you for having patience out there watchers (laughs) this is important you need the audio visual aid the last one isn't it always it's the way it works not even there why is that don't say that i'm sure i've had it right keep talking for now so yeah three of pentacles in the normal deck which she will eventually show you it shows uh usually stained glass windows in a church and somebody working on it the tarot illuminati deck goes culturally and it's asian flavored for its pentacles Mm. But you still have the three pentacles in what looks like um, a long-term building. So one of the standard meanings of the three of pentacles is mastery and something that is long-term. But when I was reading in Kitchener, Ontario for a couple, this card came up Mm -hmm. and what came out of my mouth was, 
There is a deconsecrated or abandoned church and that's where you need to open up a cafe bakery. I don't know where that came from, but they looked at each other and they looked at me and they go, yeah, we know we've been arguing about it for two years. There we go. All right, see, see guys, look, um, yours is a little, hold it a little closer um, because yeah, it's, uh, they can see it a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's kind of faded, but you can see the arch and the arch. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's the same flavor. That is an example. When you've been reading your cards long enough, mm -hmm. you realize we're just the tube it comes through mm -hmm. and they're just pictures on paper. Mm -hmm. If spirit wants to give you a particular message via a card for a particular client, mm -hmm. take it. The other thing is we just talked about our Oracle decks and I use about eight of them. Oh, oh, that's a nice way to display them, I like that. Yep, and they all have different things that they specialize in. This deck is by John Gray, the man mm -hmm. who wrote Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. That's my karma uh, and relationship deck. Mm -hmm. This is a wonderful deck by um, Jessica Macbeth and Brian Froud, if you remember Labyrinth and the Dark Crystal. Mm -hmm. So this is my gotta kick you upside the head deck. Okay. And one of the things I'm going to tell people, if you are a professional reader of any kind, you absolutely need to have a children's deck. Okay. There are, now, I don't read children as a matter of course. I believe that until they're 18, they need to live their own lives and do their own experimentation and really decide uh, who they are. They don't mm -hmm. need a reading. And I really don't feel like telling a kid, is he going to pass history or who's going to take them to the dance? Mm -hmm. you, that you should not spend money on. But very often... <laughs> I sound like you've been asked that a few times before. <laughs> oh, honey, it's why I no longer read kids. Um, <laughs> but there is the problem of a little four-year-old who is sitting on mommy's lap while I'm doing a session for mommy. And the kid is ritzing around and mommy, 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 I want to pull a card. I want to pull a card. Please, please, please. And the kid is having a fit. And the mother goes, hmm. Muffin, please pull a card. I mean, she's not going to be settled until. If all you have is a tarot deck, what are you going to do when it's, <gasps> look, Muffin, death. <laughs> It'll have nightmares. So I have, uh, it's a deck called Cat Wisdom. And it's got kitties on it. And uh, it's got simple little messages. Why? And so muffin can pull a card for her very own and i will interpret the card and the kid is fine and the mother is going <laughs> so when you channel i'm i'm curious yes. about this what does it look like what does it feel like what does it sound like i know it will be different it's in for a everybody. different part of my head is it okay it's in a different part of my head um it depends on what i'm channeling if I'm getting messages from the dearly departed, it's almost like charades. I highly admire the mediums that can just pull someone down out of the ethers and tell you about them. The best medium I ever knew was the late great Allie Cheslick. And we called her Chatty Cathy of the Dead because you pulled the string and Allie would just go. <laughs> um, but I'm very different. The way my guides work is we get their dog tags, for instance, my father, Jerome Richard Dorkin, who died in 2001 at the age of 80. Notice that tells me nothing, mm -hmm. but gets me right into the energy. And then all of a sudden my hands will move. This is they smoked. This is they had surgery. This is they had a sudden accident. This is they were very no nonsense people. I don't know where this came from, but it works. Mm -hmm. And as soon as the person in front of me says, yes, that's Uncle Donald. Great, we go for it. Examples of how this works. A woman wanted to speak to her grandfather. All of a sudden, I find myself miming a pool, uh, okay. a pool cue. Mm -hmm. He taught her how to play pool. Another one wanted to speak to her deceased father-in-law. And I find my hand doing this. Now, remember, I'm an American. When we salute, it's this. Mm -hmm. But this was in Canada. It was here. And she had just graduated from the Royal Canadian Mounted Police Academy. That's not, it's a rose they love you. <laughs> when I get those kind of things, it is pinpoint. Mm -hmm. And then I open up and I will channel exactly what 
the deceased person wants to say. Uh, there are certain stories that are not PG, which I will not tell you, uh, a clean one, is there was a woman whose she and her husband lived in Dallas, Texas, but she had moved up to Pennsylvania where I saw her. He had died six months before she wanted to speak to him. And I found that my arms went out and I tilted my head and I went, hi, baby. That's how he walked into the house every night. Oh, wow. That is not my accent. <laughs> so, and when that happens, people know it's real because they know I couldn't know. Right. And it gives them massive comfort. You know, you, you said earlier, why do I do the things I do? Mm -hmm. Number one, I got drafted by spirit. Number two, I'm a tool that spirit uses for knowledge, for comfort, for courage. Mm -hmm. And it is astonishing what I am given to do. And as long as my ego stays on the shelf mm -hmm. and I realize I am just the tube as medium John Holland says, then I do my best work and I give people answers that they've been craving. But I do make sure that I'm treated with respect. I do make sure that they are handling the information correctly. Mm -hmm. um, when I would do a psychic fair, that there would always be the kind of person who would lean over my table and go, tell me something you couldn't know about me. And if you're right, I'll have a reading. And I would look at them and smile and say, I'm sorry, I don't roll over and fetch either. And I would turn my back and they would not get a reading. No, well, they're not um, open enough to receive it, are they? So whatever you say, no, you'd be shot they, down. They want to trick the psychic. Yeah. Um, so you think our job is easy. It's not easy. No, <laughs> no I, I just, there's just this big need, big, I just want to know everything. And I know I can't know everything. I, I know, that, but it's just this desire. Keep asking. Just keep asking. Yes. Sometimes mm -hmm. it, it frightens me. I, I went to bed the other night and I was like, right, I'm open. Tell me what I need to know. And I could feel just this sensation, just warm kind of fuzziness over my whole body. And then I almost went into a dream state. Um, but at some point it frightened me because it was quite intense. And then I was like, okay, right, back off a little bit. So I know I'm not quite ready for, for it all. Okay. I know that I'm meant to be investigating, talking, learning. One of the things when people first want to learn, there's boot camp. You need to learn to ground, center, mm -hmm. and shield. Mm -hmm. You know, Ouija boards are very popular and I, when I lecture, I always say, who here has used a Ouija board? And hands go up. And I go, using a Ouija board when you do not know how to ground, center, and shield to protect yourself mm -hmm. is like throwing open your door in a strange neighborhood and yelling free beer. Mm -hmm. You don't know who's out there, but they heard you when you're coming. And guaranteed, somebody will say, oh, it's in the toy department. How dangerous can it be? Mm -hmm. They go, okay. Who here has a child or a grandchild under 10? And a bunch of hands go up. Right, you. How old is he? Seven. What's his name? Josh. Okay. Josh comes to you and says, Mommy, mommy, I got all A's on my report card. You promised I could go pick out a toy. Let's go. There's one everybody's playing with now. And he leads you into the toy department and points at a box that says, My first chainsaw. It's in the <laughs> toy department. Are you going to let him play with him by himself? No, you're not. Yes. Oh. You know, everybody saw it on Downton Abbey. Yeah, that Matthew's dead fiance came through. Yeah. Well, sometimes that happens, but I have had to handle terrified teenagers who, when they put their hands on the planchet and said, who's here, spelled backwards very fast was, I have an ax and I'm here to kill you. Mm. Trust me, that's not Uncle Danny. No, no. So then on that, do you feel there are bad energies and good energies? There's this kind of the darker shadow side of the world. I used to not. But now I, I do. Mm. And it's not that it's like the devil up there. It's, yeah. it, you know, not Lucifer. But there, why, why is Santa Claus so important? He has become a thought form. So many people have concentrated on him and given imagination and behave as if he's real, that there is an energetic form that is the energy of Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. So over the years, there have been so many negative human thoughts and actions and deeds that there's negative stuff out there waiting to be called in. Mm. So yes, there is. That's why you have to learn how to give yourself protection. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Noted. 
So if there's people out there that are just intrigued with this, who have this inner knowing, this, uh, the way that I see it is almost like you get thought bubbles, little bubbles that come in. You just, it's not your voice. It's just feels like an idea that you didn't have, but is there now. And then it just disappears. What should people do? What, what would you advise people that are maybe new to, to this world and intrigued? Keep notes. Okay. Write it down. Today, I was driving to the chemist and uh, I normally turn right, but something told me I had to turn left. Mm -hmm. And if two days later you find out had you taken the right, you would have come upon a big accident. Mm -hmm. It's correct. Okay. Um, you're not always going to be correct. As I say, even the best of us are only 85% correct. Mm. The only one 100% accurate is God and he's not doing phone readings or psychic fairs this week. He's just not. <laughs> so cut yourself a break. Mm -hmm. Give yourself some slack. Nobody gets it all correct, but it's, it's like practicing those scales going back to the 10 fingers. Mm -hmm. The more you leave yourself open, the more you practice the basics, the better you're going to be. Okay. The other thing is spirit uses what we've got. Just like not every doctor can do everything, neither can we. Mm -hmm. For instance, a lot of people use a pendulum, that's a stone or a crystal on a, a string or a chain, and you get yeses or nos. Now, I have a very slight benign tremor in one hand, so I wouldn't trust what I got. Yeah. On the other hand, what's my background? Theater major at one of our best universities, um, published author. I, words are my drug of choice, I always say. And I adore history. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my husband was a museum director. We met over our love of World War I aviation. So when spirit sees all of that, spirit goes rummaging through the file cabinet and says, we think you'd be good at that. For me, it's past lives. Mm -hmm. Why? Because of that background, if you put me up against another past life person, they might say to you, well, in this life, I see that you were female and you're in a long skirt and a big hat, so I know it's old fashioned. Me, I'd go, okay, hobble skirt, hit your hat, that kind of an ostrich feather, and you're in front of the Brandenburg Gate, I think it's Berlin in 1911 or 12. Which one's gonna give you the better information? Mm. So if you can channel information down, terrific. Mm -hmm. If your channeling is not so great, but you can read Oracle and tarot cards like nobody's business, trust that's what you're meant to do. I see. You didn't fail at one, you excelled at the other. Okay. Oh, that's hand handy to know. I like that. So um, what do your family think? What I mean, we still have to live in this world. And not everybody is on the same wavelength. How, what, what, what's your family's thoughts about what you do? You've been doing this practically all your life, so it's, mm -hmm. I assume they're quite supportive. Nope. No? Nope. Okay, okay. My brother tells people I'm a motivational speaker. Oh. They do not believe or understand what I do. They are, I mean, one is a brilliant art historian, one is a fabulous R&D scientist. My brother is the doctor. Mm -hmm. My sister-in-law is a musician. What I do is not as valued by the world, therefore. I but it is what it is what it is. I must do what I do. Mm -hmm. And I love them anyway. Mm -hmm. But I just don't talk about it. Well, that's fair. And I guess other people might be in this situation where they might not speak out about what they feel they have as an ability. Um, and that's why creating something like this is to find your tribe, your community, where you've got that space to talk and and just investigate and find out what is it you're meant to be doing. So um, with the work that you do, uh, how do people work with you? So you talked about going online to Zoom. Oh, so sure. you, you do readings mm -hmm. and past life regressions with people? No, not regressions, retrievals. And there's a very big difference. Oh, okay. okay. Re regression is when a certified hypnotherapist takes you down into trance and you go wandering around in the Akashic records. What I do is retrieval. Example, there was a woman, I was lecturing at Lilydale, um, very famous spiritualist community here in New York. 
and a woman with butch short hair said, why am I always terrified to get wet hair in my face? One strand and I can't breathe. I said, okay. Five syllable answer, Lusitania. In 1915, you were one of the passengers when the ship got torpedoed. You went over the side. Your hair was not bobbed yet. It was the massive Edwardian mop of hair. So it took on a lot more water. Plus with the length, debris got caught and pulled you down and you drowned. She looked at me and she said, is that why I'm scared to go on a cruise? I said, probably. Oh. Okay. Um, so that was retrieval, not regression. Okay. But okay. back to the original question. If I could only read you in person, how do you know I'm not reading your body language? It doesn't matter where you are. I have clients all over the world. I've even done, you know, house parties, 12 people and they just line up and we do them all on Zoom. Um, soul plane readings, which are the ones based on Rob's books, the sentence of passion consultation we told you about. Um, all of this can be done online. Will I go back out? Yeah, um, certainly not gonna travel the way I used to, mm -hmm. but within like a two hour radius of home, yes. Yeah, I still can, as long as we're still safe. The minute they say everybody mask up, the Delta variant has taken over, go into lockdown, but I can still work. No, definitely. That's amazing. Um, you touched on 9-11 and you said you knew mm -hmm. then you had to transition from your corporate life into kind of your spiritual work. Mm -hmm. What was it particular about that? Was it just it was just a big event that you knew people? It, I, we literally watched the towers collapse in real time. On wow. Oh, okay. Okay. And it, it was this, this soundless bell in my head that said, people will not understand. People will just live in fear. You've got to give them abilities mm -hmm. to see beyond this. Mm. And my husband said, I believe in you, go do it. Mm -hmm. And did you read for people in 9-11 or is it just, you just knew this is the work that you had to do for everybody? I just knew at that point. Mm. that it's the work I had to do. Have I had contact with people who were in 9-11? Yes. Okay. Yes. But that's not the, the majority of what my work is. No, no, no. I'm I'm a generalist, if you will. Okay. And you talk about this show that you're on. You're the um, the main channel, is that right? For the Robert... Um, oh, it's not a show. It's, it's a, show. a book series. It's No, it's a book series. Oh. Um, Rob helped people realize that karma is not carrot and stick, bad and good. Karma is five things. Okay. Karma is unbalanced energy, which is a neutral, healing, service, contrast, if you wanna learn about abundance, you have to have a rich life and a poor life, and healing of beliefs. For instance, an example I love to use, people will often say, oh, he died, how horrible, he was so young. Let's look at Ryan White. Ryan died of AIDS, but he became very close friends with Elton John. Mm -hmm. Elton was so moved by Ryan that he got sober off drugs, off alcohol, mm -hmm. which he had not been able to do for years mm -hmm. and created the Elton John AIDS Foundation, which has now raised over half a billion dollars for worldwide AIDS research and curing. Ryan White's soul in his pre-birth planning session decided short life, but it will be profound. Mm -hmm. Do we remember that we did that when we're down here? No, we don't. But afterwards, it's very, very clear mm. that without that situation, Elton might've died in five years. Wouldn't have married they David, would wouldn't have had his kids. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Elton John's been phenomenal. I watched his movie the other day. It was fascinating. Didn't really. Rocket Man. Oh. <laughs> and, and can we just have an amen for Taryn Edgerton? Oh, my God. Is that <laughs> man fabulous? And oh, it's the um, Freddie Mercury one as well. A similar type of. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. Absolutely amazing. I mean, they're just phenomenal people. And they, these people make such an impact on the world, don't they? But look at the difference between Freddie Mercury mm. and Elton. Mm -hmm. Freddie died young because he couldn't admit to the AIDS. Yeah. He could not find a way to heal himself. Mm -hmm. Elton 
had that chance. He'd seen so many of his friends die of AIDS mm. and Ryan White was the straw that broke the camel's back as the saying goes. It's amazing. I just, I love everything that you do. I think you've had a fabulous life. So many stories, so many, I guess, transitions in your life, the work that you do. I mean, what's more to do? What's, what's the next chapter of your life? Teach. Teach, okay. Teach, look, I'm 66. I am not gonna live until 204. Might be interesting, <laughs> but. Um, so for the first time, I've actually found a student that I wanna teach. She's mm -hmm. 14. She lives locally. Mm -hmm. Her parents run a farm, but she is an incandescent soul who at 14 is better than the vast majority of readers I know because of her huge and compassionate soul and her ability to see deeply into the human condition. She is the only student I've ever taken on that's what I call a life student, mm -hmm. you know, um, not quite sensei, not, not you know, um, like, what is it, uh, the, the panda thing, that oh. uh, panda, uh, Kung Fu Panda, yeah. that's it. <laughs> um, but I will always be there as her teacher and her mentor. Doesn't mean I'm the only one. I have already found there is a local group that is doing work with teenage people of magical abilities. And I'm also sending her there to widen her exposure. If any teacher ever says to you, I'm the only one that you should listen to, that's ego. That's yeah. a good one, not a mentor and you run. Yes, yes. I, I, I have that with a few people that I've come across. They, they, mm -hmm. They're there to help, but they don't help. They, they know, I know. I'm like, what do you know? What am I meant to be doing? I just know it will come to you. I'm like, okay. Oh, and the other ones, I have hit this wonderful level and listen to me and buy my books and go to my lectures and maybe someday you too will reach this. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry that just, that's someone who runs around and says my aura don't stink. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, you're human too. You said, I mean, very clearly at the beginning, like we all have this ability, even, even if you don't want to do it as a career, as a, a way to earn money or to have a business, you use it day to life, day to day in your life, aren't you? Yes. Only ability I wish I had that I don't is keeping the cat fur out. When you have a 26 pound Maine Coon cat, mm -hmm. size of a beagle, the fur <laughs> goes where the fur wants to go. Wow. So. That's amazing. Well, I, I mean- And he's from England. Is he? What, you he have him Britain, over? He is a Britain kitten who became a New Yorker. That is right. Wow. Um, That's a story in he, itself. He, he could have his own book. <laughs> practically, practically. <laughs> but uh, that's why when I asked the breeder why I got the shrimpy guy, because he was small for the first 10 days, he goes, oh no, over here we'll call them prawns. So his name became the prawn and he's a 26 pound prawn. <laughs> Amazing. So you mentioned your author. What mm -hmm. books have you uh, written and produced? Okay. I want to go and look you up on Amazon. Okay, first, remember how we poo-pooed self-help books? <laughs> well, my first, my first one is a self-help book that counters the rest of them because I don't say do everything I do and it all gets better. Mm -hmm. Each chapter is here's some of the stupid things I did. Here's a client story and here's some things to think about. But at the end of each chapter, you have what I call the adventure pages mm -hmm. where you put your own answers down and they're from your life, not mine. So that's clean out your life closet, clarity, adaptability, simplicity, and making friends with stress. The one that we mostly talked about today is the Psychic Yellow Brick Road, mm -hmm. how to find the real wizards and avoid the flying monkeys. And for everybody who says, I want to do that for a living too, mm -hmm. third book, you've got the magic who needs a genie. It's the A-lister's guide to holistic expert success. Ooh, and that's that. everything that I learned in terms of business, mm -hmm. specifically for light workers, okay. readers, vendors, healers. I see, because that is a term that's become a lot more popular. Light workers, star seeds. Mm -hmm. um, a lot I hear about is this ascension process that's going on at the moment, kind of the 3D coming up to the 5D. What's your views on that? Because that's very much in my world at the moment. I'm trying to understand that a little bit better. Um, I think that mankind's at a tipping point. Mm -hmm. We have gotten really, really stupid. Mm. And if we want the world to continue, 
if mm -hmm. we want to get past the next hundred years, we all need a big wake up call. Mm -hmm. When I was 20 years old, we didn't worry about would the world survive? Mm. We didn't think there will be parts of the United States that are uninhabitable. We didn't think that politics would take the turns that it, it has mm. all over the world. Mm. So those of us that do this work, we can't just be content to sit on our, you know, fluffy little laurels. Mm -hmm. We have to help people live their own lives and make it better. start thinking we, not me. Yes. And that's going to take a lot of work. It's about that connection, isn't it? People realizing mm -hmm. that we are connected together to the planet, our thoughts, yes. our energy, the things that we do impact, the ripple effects are huge. And it's they not are. about this money-making, creating empires and having control and power over people is actually, like you say, living your authentic self and following your own heart and passion and happiness, vibrationally, you will lift up everybody around you and you'll lift that up and create a better place to live in. As long as you don't say, in order for me to live my truth, you can't live yours. Well. That's the big key. Yes, yes. No, we don't want any of that. Amazing. If people want to work with you or to find out any more about you, where should they go? Oh, they can't avoid me. Yes, you go to my website, which is corbymitlie.com. You'll find me on Facebook at Fire Through Spirit. You can find me on Pinterest and Instagram and Twitter. Um, all of that is under Corby Mitlide. And if you go to YouTube, under Corby Mitlide, you'll find meditations and tarot spreads and all kinds of interesting stuff too. Fantastic. Right. I will be looking you up, subscribing, searching, thumbs up in, notifying you. Everything. Thank you so much. So thank you very much for being a part of my journey and coming on the show today. You have been an absolute blast. I've absolutely loved it. And um, we'll speak again soon, I'm sure. Would love it. It was a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's show. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you'd like a free meditation to help you visualize your future self, please visit www.sj-lewis.com forward slash meditation. See you next time.